أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إذا جاء نصر الله والفتح ورعيت الناس يدخلون في دين الله عفواجا فسبح بحمد ربك واستغفر إنه كان توابا بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله السمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يقل الله كفوا أحد صدق الله العظيم This evening I'd like to um, further explore this theme of inward-gatheredness, which is a, a theme we've dealt with before. <coughs> it is, in, from one point of view, the most significant and the most important thing that we could be discussing and handling here <coughs> in the Zawiya. because one can describe the primary aspiration or skill which the fakir is developing and the fakira is developing is inward gatheredness. Sheikh Muhammad Ibn al-Habib said if you are inwardly gathered you are outwardly separate. That means when you retain your aspiration inside yourself, if you withdraw your attention inside yourself and you don't contend, you don't step out into the world, you don't become outwardly gathered, then the world loses its power over you. before that uh, the opposite of inward gatheredness which is the capacity to make space the capacity to, to step back is outward gatheredness which is a contending way of being in the world where you're trying to push others out of the way where you're trying to appear <coughs> so where the outwardly gathered person seeks to appear the inwardly gathered person, in a sense, steps back, is comfortable with disappearing to allow the other to appear. This, um, in our uh, 
in our path, we've developed certain courtesies that enable inward gatheredness. And I would like to touch on a few this evening. The first uh, courtesy is a, is, mod- is a modesty of demeanor and a modesty of dress. An inwardly gathered person does not seek to complete people's sentences for them. An inwardly gathered person uh, does not seek to be argumentative or make a point. An inwardly gathered person is quite comfortable with silence. An inwardly gathered person doesn't seek to be heard. An inwardly gathered person hears. The further attribute of this modesty of demeanor is also a modesty in dress. And so the principal uh, sort of dress code of a person on the path is, is, um, is, is one which seeks not to stand out, but to blend in. And so in the first instance, this, doesn't, this means not making a great display of poverty. We know that in the early days, people of uh, this path used to be called Sufis, and uh, that's why this path is called the path of Tasawuf. And uh, we know that the etymology of this word comes through the Arabic word Suf, which means wool. And the early uh, aspirants on this path used to wear wool. Uh, they wore wool because it was um, it's very uncomfortable. Wool scratches your skin very uncomfortable in your skin. And it was also a poor man's garment, as opposed to plant-based fibers like uh, cotton or linen, which uh, wealthy people would wear. Uh, poor people wore wool. And so there was um, this, the wearing of the woolen garment was a, almost like a badge of identity of the people of the path. And then it was considered at some point that this was um, this in itself had become a badge of significance and so while we met, retained the name there was um, a movement away from the wearing of wool as a badge of honor for being a person on this path so so the, that whole history that past of our path indicates to us that the people from whom we've inherited this tradition were careful what they were saying to us, look, don't stand out. Have modest dress. So modest dress means dress that, that makes you blend in. And this is a very different view on dress, for instance, that um, uh, people would have today. Um, particularly these um, uh, kind of Salafi-orientated Muslims, where um, a woman would be walking around in a first world context um, wearing a niqab, 
which is, in a sense, a provocative thing to do. A person in a qab doesn't disappear, they appear. A person in a qab doesn't blend in. They stand out. I mean, they stand out really like a sore thumb. So where the dress of the niqab is supposed to, this veiling is supposed to indicate to the world that I'm withdrawing, I'm, um, I'm not significant, I'm not yet to be seen. Clearly, in that context where people don't wear niqab generally, you are seen and you do stand out. So you actually have exactly the opposite effect of what you're trying to achieve. So... Wearing really explicit clothing as a claim of identity, this is not this is not what it means to be in this path. The other extreme, of course, is that you wear so little clothing that you're basically half clothed. So um, I mean, we know that uh, what, what what part of a person's body should be covered. We know what the aura is, and one covers that. Not in an ostentatious way, but in a, in a, in a, um, uh, uh, a modest way. So, for instance, just like it would be provocative for a woman to walk around the streets of London in a niqab, so it would be provocative for a woman to walk around the streets of, uh, say, an Islamic city like Fez uh, with a miniskirt, it would also not be appropriate. Or indeed to walk around um, uh, Lahore in a miniskirt, because it, it is also makes her noticeable, makes her stand out, as, as it would be for a man. So the issue with your dress and your dress code is not to stand out, it's not to become the one who's noticed. You have to understand, though, that this issue of modesty and of courtesy is not a moral issue. Our path is not a moral concern. Our path is a technical concern. How do I live my day-to-day life in such a way that I, with, that I step back from wanting to maintain, produce outcomes so that I can see that my Rabb is producing outcomes? So this is not a moral problem. This is a pract- practical problem. And the very first, the most profound way in which the human being can step back, can forego outcomes, is to forego, for, is to forego outcomes that are concerned with significance. And so anything which is about face, anything which is about identity, anything which is about standing out visually even in the crowd, is something that we avoid, not because we think it's a morally bad thing, but because we know that uh, we're, 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 we don't want to waste our energy in the fruitless pursuit of producing outcomes because we then don't have the energy available to do the real, really important work, which is to witness that all outcomes are in the hands of the Rav. That is the project, that is the deliverable, that's the outcome of inward gatheredness. Inward gatheredness produces this really profound experience where you see that your life is orchestrated by a genius which is bigger than your own. You witness firsthand that your life is orchestrated by a genius which is bigger than your own.
Another important habit to develop for a fakir, a fakira, is, is to be circumspect with how often you appear as an image. Now, some people take that to a ridiculous extreme that they won't allow photographs of them or whatever. But, um, I mean, you know, you have to understand that that the, the more you seek to be to be seen, and the more you recognize yourself in an image, is 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 the degree to which you um, you you start buying the the face. And that that idea that you exist as an image is fictitious. In fact, it is not who you really are. You can't see your face. You operate from this side of the face. So be circumspect with how frequently you allow yourself to appear. And don't get too enamored with your image. It doesn't mean to say to go to the other extreme and say, well, you know, I'll never have photographs of me appearing because that's, uh, um, that's also, again, a statement of identity. I'm one who doesn't have pictures of him. This modesty of um, of demeanor, which is consistent with uh, uh, inward gatheredness, is also concerned with the modesty of 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 of, of habit, um, including and particularly including food. So, so, um, yeah, if you, if you, if you are uncomfortable in your body, if you've been eating so much that you are, you get a sense of heaviness about your body, then, then you get the sense that, but that you're, that you, the one who's looking is rooted in this world. Um, whereas the more subtle your experience of your own body is, the the the, uh, the more supple your body is, the f- more more comfortable you are in your skin, the less you in a, you you feel yourself existing as an object. The more you can release or you're released to experience this this vastness which sits behind. So, so, to maintain an, um, an experience of inward gatheredness means that you start being very deliberate about um, your food, uh, very deliberate about, and it's not, not because you have fat is the issue, because fat is not the issue. Again, that would be making the cosmetic the problem. It is because you are uncomfortable in your own skin and you feel your sense of boundaries very much when you are, when you are kind of unfit and unsupple and uh, um, overweight and not healthy. (coughs) 
you are most inwardly gathered when your experience of things has a crystalline sort of translucency to them and you have when you just have the sense of this when you're looking into the window of perception there's this 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 clarity if there's a, a lot of heaviness and that clarity you don't experience that clarity Last time we spoke about this matter of inward gatheredness, we said it's also about, it's principally about foregoing one's contending habit, one's desire to to um, step out, um, and that is very true. But um, what I want to indicate here is that this that inward gatheredness is not just about dealing with people differently. It is about, in a sense, dealing with yourself and your own sense of image differently. Um, It is about um, uh, being, almost being enough of a chameleon so that you, you don't have to make how you look an issue. Now this is clearly also a concern with how a person operates, because some people, I mean you get some people like Sheikh Muhammad Arun, I don't think had any concern about how he looked, and he had this beautiful hair, long flowing hair, but um, he clearly didn't have an issue with his own appearance. Um, For somebody else like me, I would take great pride in long flowing hair, so I must be very careful. so this is not so much about what you do and how you appear, it is how you, how you, um, how you identify with your appearance. And so the safest way of dealing with this thing is just to be um, uh, uh, unremarkable in appearance. At a, at a different case uh, for period, I think it would also be appropriate uh, to explore what inward gatheredness means for uh, for ta- for doing a task, for doing anything. Um, and the, uh, the the short rule of thumb that we can prop kind of indicate now is that inward gatheredness in doing anything means to do things to do them well. And to do to emphasize doing the thing well over and above just getting through the jo- the task and producing an outcome, and that goes. The, the more inwardly gathered you are, the more that rule applies to absolutely everything you do, from how you eat, from how you walk, from how you sit, to how you drive a car, to um, uh, uh, how you dress, how you brush your teeth. Everything becomes deliberately done deliberately done to be done well with a shift of attention deliberately to the process over the outcome so so this this all of these practices which eventually fill the fakir and the fikara's day because everything becomes practice 
all seek to produce the same experience, an experience of inwardly gathered and outwardly separate, an experience where, where you ha have a sense of, of autonomy over your state and um, you are no longer battered by the whims of fortune. And that sense of autonomy is also then a sense of deep peace, a sense of deep conviction of the proximity of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah grant us nearest to him. Allah grant us annihilation in him. Amen. May grant us death before we die. In Allah, Malaikatu Yusulu and the Nabiya, Yuanadina, Salari, Wasim, Taslima, Allah, Masadiara, Sidina, Mohammedin Abdika, Rasulikan, and Vina Mohana, Ali, Wasahri, Wasim, Taslima, Subhana, Rabbika, Rizati, and Masifu, Wasalam, Muslim, Muhammad, Allah.